Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Regime in panic, ladies and gentlemen. It is Tuesday, February 6th, 2024. Witnesses will testify that Fannie Willis lied to the court about her affair with the anti-Trump lawyer who's been hired for the case to work all night on Big Fanny, and he's charging you and me. Court ruled on Trump's immunity appeal as it likely heads to the Supreme Court, and Tom Fitton of Judicial Watch joins the show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Patriot Mobile is the phone that we use spent all morning talking about the amount of travel that we're going to do. Big time pre-production trip. We're going to be all over the place in the spring. We're going to be bringing this show live to South Carolina for the South Carolina primaries. We are going to be traveling and telling the stories that the corporate media will not let you see. And so we will break through those walls and we will use Patriot Mobile to do so. Patriot Mobile powers our company when we are on the road. It's very important to get out of the studio and actually create culture. So much bitching and mewling and crying about culture culture, but how often do we go and create our own culture? It is important for us to tell our own stories and not just be trapped inside of a studio and ranting about the things we don't like. Let's go take action. That This is our charge, ladies and gentlemen, and we use Patriot Mobile to get there. Patriot Mobile is the only conservative Christian wireless provider in America that lets you know that you are not funding the left. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service teams make switching easy. Make the switch today. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. Call 972-PATRIOT. Make the switch today. Free activation with the offer code Benny. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a couple of problems here. Okay? There's an issue. The issue that I'm starting to sense from the greater overall political zeitgeist is that they know Trump's going to win. They know Trump's going to win. Right now, I mean, if the election were held today, Trump will get 350 electoral votes. Mark my words. There's a lot of doomers out there. A lot of people are very uh, upset, but I'm telling you, they, they've got to have like something planned. And, many, and everyone's like getting this sense, but maybe they don't. And maybe they're just planning for the Trump presidency to contain it. And that's what I see happening right now. They're working on containment strategies and they are working on kneecapping ahead of time Trump and his eventual win. This is what I firmly believe, ladies and gentlemen. That panic mode, of course, is set off by the fact that they chose poorly in 2020. Now, they were able to drag and kick and mule their man across the finish line with whatever debaucherous and shady-ass tactics that they used, too, too numerous to count, to be quite honest, ladies and gentlemen. Go watch 2,000 Mules, right? Like, to just to begin to dip your toe into all of the rules that were broken in the 2020 election, uh, along with, of course, wow, COVID just disappeared. Isn't that amazing? That's wild. It's incredible. Nobody talks about it anymore, right? Like, so many shady-ass tactics. They wrote an entire Time Magazine article about it, how they were able to consolidate people to, and what's the, what's the actual language, ALX, that they used? The language to finesse the election, 
a coalition of people and a cabal. They actually literally called it a cabal uh, in order to reinforce the election. ALX, help me out here. It's not reinforce, fortify the election, ladies and gentlemen. They fortified it in 2020. And as much as they were able to leverage, their, to put their shoulder to the wheel and leverage behind Joe Biden, they were stuck with one immutable reality that they had Joe Biden. And that, that's, that, that's the guy they chose. That's the guy they installed. You'll recall that Joe Biden lost Iowa. He got fourth in Iowa in 2020. Joe Biden lost even worse in New Hampshire. Got like fifth. Joe Biden's dead in the water. Joe Biden was doing way worse than Nikki Haley is doing right now in the Republican competition. Joe Biden's doing way worse than Ron DeSantis did, right? Ron DeSantis dropped out. Joe Biden did worse than Vivek Ramaswamy in the 2020 Democratic primaries. And yet here we are, right? And they began that rigging in South Carolina. And then, of course, they ended up with a real problem. They installed a dude who has straight up dementia. Okay. And I, I'm going to, I got, I got a phone call from somebody who I really respect, uh, a mentor in this space. And they're like, be careful to not attribute Joe Biden's, uh, misuse of terms or mental lapses to dementia. Like have, like have hard evidence when you're talking about like signs of dementia, because they're, they are there. Old people forget things. I forget things. I'm going to forget something during the show. Okay. So I'm going to take that advice and I'm going to practice it. And I'm going to show you something right now. And we're going to get into obviously everything that's happening with Fannie Willis, everything that just happened in the Supreme, uh, well, in, in the DC appellate court that's headed to the Supreme Court with the decision about Donald Trump's immunity, what that means for presidents from here on out, how that means that we can charge Joe Biden with human trafficking. 10 million counts, how that means we can charge Barack Obama with straight up murder of an American citizen, a teenager, a young American child who's an American citizen. We're going to get to all that. But I want to set the table here because it's really important to like understand the how, how the chess pieces are wildly set against the Democrat Party and how what a dangerous game they're actually playing right now. Joe Biden has actual demand. Okay, so the the clip I'm about to show you is proof that Joe Biden like sees dead people, speaks to dead people, is himself like a warmed over, the sort of reanimated, puppeteered meat puppet, right? Like he's not real. He's not real. He's not really there with us. Joe Biden, in a speech given yesterday, no one will ever talk about it. Joe Biden in a speech given yesterday said that he met recently with Mitterrand from Germany. This is a leader. Joe Biden is correct. Okay, so here we go. Joe Biden's correct that there was a leader from Europe called Mitterrand. It was a French leader, not a German leader. And Mitterrand died in 1996. That's a full 30 years ago is when the guy died. Joe Biden is having flashbacks, which, by the way, we know is like actually the, a root uh, inside of the dementia patients. If you go study the actual symptoms of dementia, we'll, we'll grab you. Uh, Alex, let's grab that list and put it up on screen. We'll talk through like real symptoms of dementia. Like you can see that Joe Biden actually just like actually doesn't know where he is, who he is. 
he doesn't know what he's doing. He's having like, he's starting to like hallucinate. I Now I have the proof, okay? We're not making something of nothing here. Here's Joe Biden like hallucinating about things that happened 30 years ago as though they're happening today. Something you know happens if you've had a family member in hospital, in hospice with this happening. How? Why does this hit home? I watched it happen with my own grandmother, I, I, my beloved grandmother, who I personally cared for near the end of her life when she was uh, dying of cancer and when she had, um, you know, major, major issues, right? I, like, I saw it happen. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a major, major problem with people in Joe Biden's age range. Memory loss, which is usually noticed by someone else. Problems communicating or finding words. Trouble with visual spatial abilities, such as getting lost while driving. Problems with reasoning and problem solving. Trouble performing complex tasks. Trouble with planning or organizing. Poor Coordinating or control of movements, confusion, disorientation. And then the psychological changes are personality changes, depression, anxiety, agitation, inappropriate behavior, being suspicious or paranoid, seeing things that aren't there, known as hallucinations. Play the tape. People have fled guilty. You know, right, right, right after I was elected, I went to what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. And it was in it was in the south of England. And I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean, from France, looked at me and said, uh, said, you know, what, why, how, how long are you back for? And I looked at him and the, and the chancellor of Germany said, what would you say, Mr. President, if you picked up the paper tomorrow in London Times? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And the London Times said, a thousand people break through the House of Commons, break down the doors, two bobbies are killed in order to stop the election of the prime minister. What would you say? I never thought about it from that perspective. What would we say if that happened in another democracy around the world? Right before I was um, heading over to NATO, I sat down with Mitterrand. From Germany, wait, France. Here is Francois Mitterrand. His Wikipedia died January 8th, 1996. French politician and president. Longest holder of that position in history of France. So the guy clearly, obviously, somebody who made an impression on Joe Biden. And somebody that Joe Biden is having a straight up hallucination about, which is a telltale sign of dementia. Joe Biden walking into the White House just last night, you can see, not looking very healthy, actually looking a lot like a lost dog, looking scared. 
and looking quite nervous about what's about to happen. And we'll get to that in just a second. Watch. We did an entire episode on the border yesterday. That bill has now gone down in flames because of you and me. Even Mitch McConnell is whipping people to vote against it. What a scumbag that guy is, by the way. That border bill is now dead. All it took was one day of us going to work on it. That's all it took. That thing's now toast. Mitch McConnell negotiated that thing every step of the way, saw the backlash, and then hung James Langford out to, to dry like a dead limb that's going to be tossed into the fire. This is the kind of man Mitch McConnell is. This is why you should never trust Mitch McConnell. The guy is an operator. Like he's a cold-blooded, cold-hearted reptilian operator. So now that bill is just, that bill's done. That's not happening. We'll get to that in just a moment. But we spent the entire day talking about the border yesterday and that bill and the atrocity that it is. Joe Biden was asked about it. And said, give me the power to close the border. Well, you already have the power, jackass. Donald Trump used all of the executive authority to close the border. And the number of criminal migrants that entered our nation went down to approximately zero. Zero. Trump had that thing on lock. Very simple. Joe Biden has all the authority already. But here he is yesterday. We need help. Why won't they give me the help all the time? And now they're talking about the, about the border. It's out of control. It's not English. I mean, whatever he's speaking there, it's not human English. Okay. Joe Biden at that same stop, they always like trot Biden in there and hand him like an ice cream cone or a smoothie or something. Again, it's like activity hour at the nursing home. He was asked, are you ready to debate Trump? Donald Trump is ready to debate me right now. Do you accept? <laughs> 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 what do you say? Immediately. Immediately. Yes. Will you debate him? I'm to debate me too. Okay, so these are called Freudian slips. This is when you say something that is true that, of course, you're not supposed to say. So you can hear there in the clip, we should definitely add captions to these clips because it's so hard to understand it. Let's add captions to these from now on, Royce. Uh, you can he see there in the clip, the reporter goes, are you ready to debate Trump? And Joe Biden trying to be cute, but actually just straight up through like all the brain fog and haze and dementia and all the disease in his brain just straight up says, if I were Trump, I'd want to debate me too. Well, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you, dude. Like, actually, yeah. Ooh, gets worse, man. And this is Joe Biden from early uh, this week at a brewery. Uh, I don't think Joe Biden drinks, but y you could convince me that he does. After listening to this line, uh, the language of our nation, speaking of the immigration issue, the language of our nation is English. Presumably the leader or resident of the White House should speak it. English, do you speak it? English, do you speak it? Listen to Joe Biden. 
The beer brewed here, it is used to make the brew beer in this refinery. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why it's doing Listen to all the people like, is there an applause line thing? Have you ever seen like the Johnny Carson studio with the giant flashing applause, applause, applause? Do they do that for Joe? Why would anybody laugh? They're laughing at him. It's very actually painful. They're laughing at him. That's what they're doing. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not cherry picking all of these clips. ALX, how old are these clips? Are any of them even a week old? None of these clips are like even a week old. This is all stuff that's been happening that they have tried to keep from you. This is why you sub to this show. This is why you sub to our show. The corporate press are trying to hide Joe Biden. They've gone into containment mode. This is now about containing the disaster that is the election. And it's really special. It means the work that we're doing is actually taking the ax to the root of the tree. Have you seen any of these clips played on uh, NBC Nightly News? You Hopefully you don't watch it. All of these clips are from like hours ago or just days ago. We're not going back into ancient history. We'd have to do another 20 hours on the show to show you all the clips of Joe Biden like this. One of the signs of dementia is you get into these moods, right? And you start screaming. Let me know in the comment section. Do you have a family that a member that suffered from this, Alzheimer's or anything like that? Like just kind of late end stage life deterioration. This is like classic what happens, but it's happening to Joe Biden like a really, really quick pace. So what have we seen? We've seen Joe Biden. He can't speak English. Beer brew here, Erschweilster, and everyone like claps like a like a lobotomized seal. All the libs, you know, clap, clap. Otherwise, we'll indict you. Joe Biden like can't speak English. Doesn't remember who he is. Doesn't remember who he's spoken to. It's talking about conversations he had must have had thirty years ago at least because he's talking to dead people. Okay, Joe Biden saying like obvious truths that Trump wants to debate him because he has brain damage. And then, of course, now Joe Biden, like just screaming for no reason in the middle of a speech. He's just screaming. Like, like, I hope you're sitting down here. Like, put your turn your volume down a little bit. Like, listen to Joe Biden. Just like watch. I watched it before. I watched it as a kid. I watched it as a senator. I watched what happened in my community. It changed everything. I'm going to try really hard. I'm going to get away from the microphone, okay, to do my impression. But you wouldn't like this show if I was like, ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, Betty. It's a Tuesday. Like, that's not a great way to do the show, okay? We, We do get excited on the show, but that would prove that, one, I'm not really emotionally or mentally stable. And two, it may be a really terrible uh, person to listen to because I can't control my voice. I'm screaming all the time. And so, ladies and gentlemen, that is the table setting. They're stuck with Joe. They're stuck. I was talking with a uh, Democrat, former Democrat member of Congress this weekend. And she said, there is no process to flip Michelle Obama into the seat. There is no process to flip Kamala Harris into the seat. I mean, I guess you could impeach Joe. Joe could drop out for health reasons, but that's never happened in American history. So this is a Democrat being like, like, our party's stuck with Joe Biden. There is no switcheroo. It can't happen. It would create a constitutional crisis. And then you'd, you really would. You'd have Kamala Harris, which is worse. So they're going to have to ride or die with Joe. Yikes. And so, ladies and gentlemen, 
I bring to you, we like we must get Trump. Like the, the they're tr- like they're starting to actually like scream in desperation because none of the things to get Trump is working. This appellate court decision from moments before we went live just decided. 10:30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the DC appellate court appeals court uh, decided on Donald Trump's immunity claim. Donald Trump says, I'm president. My actions as president are constitutionally protected. You can't charge me for my constitutionally protected actions as president. Then you're going to have, you're going to open up like an entire witch's kitchen of horrible prosecutions for presidents for any actions that they take in wartime and peacetime on the border. Like that's Donald Trump's argument, right? The clear, like, case against this is against Obama, actually, who straight up, Obama straight up ordered the murder of an American teenager without due process. So like, yo, when does Obama get charged with murder? I mean, we're going to check in, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Fitton's joining the show from Judicial Watch. He's the guy who's been suing the Obama estate uh, for records about the death of the chef at Obama's property. The truth shall set you free. Why are they trying to hide so much about that? But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a, a young boy who Barack Obama killed. Uh, his last name was Alawaki. And you can check it out here. Uh, Abdurrahman Anwar Al-Awaki is a 16-year-old U.S. citizen who was killed by a drone strike authorized and approved by Barack Obama, straight up murdered in a drone strike. Obama ordered this drone strike, killing this American teenager, used our military, straight up murder an American teenager without due process. So who, okay, I guess Obama's next. Who has... Who has the balls to bring the case against Obama for murder? And let's bring that case, by the way, in like northern Arkansas, please. Let's bring a bunch of cases for Democrats' murder in northern Arkansas. How about the Epstein case? Who who killed Epstein? When are we going to charge the Clintons with that? I don't know. Let's hear the defense, right? So, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, appeals court found that Donald Trump doesn't have immunity. Now, there's some interesting readings on the actual case itself, but here's the breaking news. Important topic. So there is breaking news now from the federal appeals court that has now ruled that former President Donald Trump does not have immunity. This in the January 6th matter that deals directly with the special prosecutor, uh, Jack Smith. The decision marks the second time in as many months the judges have turned away Trump. Now, the, the trial had been set for March, but it was postponed about a week ago, and the judge did not set a new date. Whether that changes, we do not know. So Trump's case has been ripped off the docket. They were waiting for this appeals uh, court to decide. The appeals court in D.C. is stacked with Democrats. You probably were never going to get a correct ruling out of that court. Obviously, they are opening themselves up to like really scary times. 
clearly when we bring murder charges against the Clintons, Obama, whatever, George W. Bush, okay, there's no such thing as presidential immunity. Great job, guys. Like, is there a is there is there an institution you won't burn to ashes in order to get Trump? Now, if you read this appeals court ruling, it's like a page long. Let's pop it up. Uh, if you read this, you, you, what you'll actually find is a court that's saying this is a hot potato. We are terrified of this issue. Please, for the love of God, take this up, Supreme Court. If you actually read the text of what they're saying. They're saying, please, God, take this off our hands. We don't want it. This belongs at SCOTUS. We don't want to make these decisions. We're actually going to make the decision. We're actually barely going to make a decision on this and like kick it as swiftly as we possibly can. Linus style, Charlie Brown style, football, like to directly to, the, to, to SCOTUS. Like it's a one page decision. It's not hard. It's not, it's not, it's not a hard read. Go check it out. It's like them, like the actual, like read the, read the lines, read between the lines. The lines are, we don't want this. Go, go take it to the Supreme Court. So that's what's actually happening here. And that's exactly where Donald Trump's going to be. This is the judgment there. The judgment is, there you go, scroll down. Okay. <laughs> Does this look like some type of like well thought out, well theorized? super weighty decision that like changes American law. Nope. Got to read through the lines on this from a, from a judicial standpoint. This is them being like, we are scared fearless of this decision. Uh, we can't win on it. Supreme court has to take it. And it, it really is a separation of it's a, it, it's like a massive constitutional question. Can you charge presidents with their crimes? Most importantly, could we charge Joe Biden with 10 million counts of human smuggling and human trafficking? Half of the minors, not, not the first time that Joe Biden should be charged with uh, uh, mis, mis, uh, misuse uh, or mishandling of young Children, I've seen plenty of mashups and compilations of Joe Biden creeping on these poor little children. Keep your kids away from Joe Biden. I've seen it. Those poor kids, so uncomfortable. Their goblin parents, donors, senators, like allowing Joe Biden to be such a predator. But no, I'm talking about like 10 million cases of human smuggling across the border, which is something that Joe Biden should be charged with like today. Okay, so if you have no presidential immunity, Joe Biden's the guy who could shut down the border right now. He's allowing it. In fact, he's he's like trying to he's like accelerating this practice. Him and Mayorkas. And so let's charge them. When like when do we bring those charges in Texas? Right now. Attorney General of Texas is a friend of the show. Let's drop those charges today. T -t 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 today, Junior. Donald Trump's going to the Supreme Court with this sucker. I wanted to show you the ruling to show you like this isn't a well thought out ruling. The bunch of you're going to see a bunch of libs like, again, lobotomized seals. Stupid. They're not actually like reading the room here. This this decision is a punt. They can't absolve Trump. OK, so if they absolve Trump, that would mean that the case is officially dead and Trump will become president and he won't have to do so from a prison cell. But they also are like so nervous ruling on this because they know it opens up Joe Biden to the 10 million kid trafficking charge, Barack Obama to the murder of American children charge, uh, Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton 
to every murder they've committed. And so what do they got to do? It's the only way. They got to punt it. Donald Trump, straight to the Supreme Court. Let's go. District court ruling that Trump is not uh, immune from any sort of prosecution here. And this just begs the question, Bill and Dana, when Donald Trump will go to trial. Uh, the trial was scheduled here to begin in Washington, D.C. Uh, on March 4th. Uh, that has essentially stopped since mid-December to allow the Trump team to uh, prepare for this. Now that the uh, U.S. Court of Appeals has ruled against the former president, he has the right to take this to the Supreme Court. From what we understand, he has uh, up to 90 days. So it's likely he will wait until that point. But I'm also told by sources in Jack Smith's office, I was told a couple of weeks ago, that it's likely that the special counsel will try to get this expedited to the Supreme Court because he wants to get this back on track as soon as possible. 90 days. Well, what does that put us at? Summer. The goal here, of course, is rush all these things through. Jam them through as hard and as fast as possible. Don't worry. I'm getting into my fanny puns here. I'm going to roll into it. Okay. So jam it in as fast and as hard as possible to put Donald Trump in a prison cell by November 6th, 2024. So Trump has to run from jail. That's the goal. Can't believe I have to say that, but that's ultimately the goal. The way that the court process works is it is supposed to be slow, just like the legislative process. And we are supposed to learn about the the case itself and let that case be weighed, obviously, fairly and thoughtfully and judiciously. That's why a judicious decision is often a slow decision. And so that's what's going to happen in this process. We'll see, ladies and gentlemen, we'll speak to more experts about what happens here. But this is the big one. And it looks like they are now going to kick it to the Supreme Court. What does that mean? Well, the Supreme Court's going to take weeks, years, months, decades to decide on who knows. So they're doomed. And that's why you're starting to see Trump containment becoming the strategy for these people. Ladies and gentlemen, there is something that they really wish they could contain. And it is the size of Big Fanny. Big Fanny's gotten out of control. Okay. Big Fanny has gone and made a big mess of what they thought would be a real, a real bee in the bonnet for Donald Trump. But it turns out that it's just Big Fanny getting spanked in public hard and painfully again and again. And she's starting to squeal. Ladies and gentlemen, Big Fanny uses legal filing to take very personal shot at lawyer who exposed her torrid affair. And now witnesses are coming forward saying they know that lover boy and Big Fanny, well, they've been pulling all-nighters for a very long time. Apparently, they used an Airbnb as a safe house. <laughs> oh, it gets so good. Oh, oh there's got to be cameras on that Airbnb. Can't wait for that filing, ladies and gentlemen. And now witnesses are coming forward to testify that three years before Fannie Willis, who admitted last Friday that her and Loverboy were indeed a thing, and that she was riding the wood of that bench, legally, 
that now Big Fanny, well, she is uh, taking one for the team. And it's not pretty. New details allege that Fulton County DA, Fanny Willis, witnesses testify that she cohabitated. She lived. She lived with Loverboy. Despite him being married to another woman at her home. The relationship began in 2019, three years before Willis and Wade said it began, and that Wade, uh, before Wade's 2021 appointment. So they'd been uh, knocking boots, in the southern southern way to say it. We're southern, right? We're broadcasting from Florida. Are we consider- Is this considered the South Rolls Royce? Okay, so it's southern, right? I can, I can use that vernacular. So Fanny and Loverboy have been in a torrid affair, home-wrecking affair, by the way, since 2019. Alex, do we have that clip of that lady talking about it? I want I want a clip of that. I want a clip of that, like, influencer lady with the wine talking about this. You got that? Let's do it. Grab that. This is the funniest clip I'll ever play you. It's my favorite clip in the world. This is my, my new favorite clip on Earth. You have to see it. You're going to, you're going to love it. Trust me. Trust me. If you're interested in the big fanny story, you ain't seen nothing yet. All the dad jokes and all the puns I can come up with on planet earth don't amount for, to like the, the, the glory that is this video. Ladies and gentlemen, it turns out that Fanny Willis lied to the court. Fanny Willis is now going to be caught up in her own seemingly Rico case. The hunter has become the hunted. Check it out. Loverboy finalizes divorce so he could run away with Fanny. But then Fanny and Loverboy got hit with subpoenas and have to testify about their shenanigans together. And when it rains, it pours. Fanny's office has a whistleblower. And the whistleblower recorded Fanny. And the free beacon gave the recording the prime time. The whistleblower, Amanda Timpson, says she caught Fannie's aide stealing money. Fannie's office got a federal grant for half a million dollars. It was supposed to go to gang prevention. But Fannie's aide, Michael Koofy, allegedly blew the money on travel, computers and swag. The whistleblower confronted Fannie and recorded it. He wanted to do things with grants that were impossible. And I kept telling him, like, we can't do that. And questioning stuff, he would take me off projects, tell people I wasn't doing what I was supposed to because I questioned him. Because I understood, I helped write that grant. I knew what was in that grant. He told everybody, we're gonna get MacBooks, we're gonna do that, we're gonna get swag, we're gonna use it for travel. I said, you cannot do that. It's a very, very specific grant. So I respect that is your assessment. Um, it was clear to me that you and Mr. Cuffy were not getting along. And I'm not saying that your assessment is wrong. So what Fanny do next? Fired the whistleblower. Seven armed men escorted her out of the office. Fanny said the whistleblower didn't meet her standards. Oh, interesting. By the way, federal whistleblower protections are airtight, and unlike Fanny. And it seems like there are going to be potentially federal charges that she opens herself up to here because the way I understand the law, I lived in Washington, D.C. for 15 years. I saw this go south for a number of people who misappropriated and misused federal funds. 
That is not a thing you're supposed to do. That is a very bad thing. Those federal That federal cash comes with a lot of strings attached. And if you're firing people who are blowing the whistle on it, while you're blowing lover boy's whistle, baby, you got yourself a big problem. And now my boy is on the case. Mr. Jim Jordan comes crashing through the uh, frozen tundra of Ohio right now out of the woods saying, ladies and gentlemen, I got the gavel in the house. And I, as Article One of the Constitution, Jim Jordan, representing Article One, the legislature, I have oversight of what Big Fanny's doing in this federal case and with his federal funds. And so I, Jim Jordan, are going to use this hammer to smash, not in the way Big Fanny likes, to smash Big Fanny. Watch. What are you going to do to my friend Fanny Willis down there in Hotland, Georgia? I'm kind of worried about her. Looks, looks like she might lose her, her position, her prosecution, her law case. I don't know. Jim Jordan, give us 30 seconds on Fanny Willis. Well, we just subpoenaed her for documents and communications because she got $14.6 million of federal tax money. And there's a whistleblower down there who says they were misusing that money. So we want to know. And this is all in, in, in addition to the almost $700,000 she paid Nathan Wade for 26 months of work. The guy who was going to the White House, going to the January 6th committee, going to the Justice Department, looking for ways to prosecute President Trump. So she's got a lot of explaining to do. And we subpoenaed documents just last Friday. All right. We'll leave it there. So it's worth noting that what was hearsay, gossip, is now confirmed. Please get up the uh, article from last Friday. Fannie Willis admitted the affair. This happened after our show. This happened late on a Friday afternoon, meaning they're trying to dump it, right? They're trying to dump it. Got too much junk in the trunk for Big Fannie. And so they attempted to hose down this story on a Friday afternoon, Big Fanny straight up admits admits the affair. This is no longer us just like having a laugh. This is something that's real. And this is now really spiraling out of control, ladies and gentlemen. A reminder that Big Fanny, while she was running for office in 2020, gave an interview, very pithy interview, where she says, you, d- you must vote for me because I won't have sex with my staff. <laughs> well, Big found, Big Fanny found her staff, if you know what I mean. The district attorney's office in Fulton should be the beacon of the Southeast. It should be the absolute best office between Washington, D.C. and Miami. And right now what you have is a office of dysfunction and corruption, and we deserve better. And I am the right choice to improve it. Corruption. Uh- Ms. Willis, that's a strong word uh, to level against the office that Paul Howard has run for nearly a quarter of a century. If he if he gets reelected, it'd be more than 25 years. You have a D.A. sitting there that doesn't have the qualifications and the experience to do the job. What I can guarantee you is with my reputation, with my community ties, I am going to be able to attract the best and the brightest minds to that office. You're sitting with someone today that actually wants to make a difference because they deserve a D.A. that won't have sex with his employees, because they deserve a D.A. that won't put money in their own pocket when it should go to benefit fit children because we deserve better.
they deserve a DA that won't have sex with their employees. That'll use the funds correctly. Let's check a uh, five minutes later. Fannie Willis admits she had a fan with Trump prosecutor lover boy <laughs> while trying to learn about his penal code. Ladies and gentlemen. Personal relationship reflects salacious claims that it was improper and insists she started after he was hired to investigate Trump. She is, she's just trying to say that, like, this is all well and good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me bring in a influencer. Love to get her name. Uh, let me know her name. And the best Fannie Willis clip. And then we have Tom Fitton of Judicial Watch. who's going to, like, sound off on this and a number of other legal issues facing Trump. The best, best man in the world who we could possibly have booked for this show. But before we get to Tom, I've got to play you this. Got to play you this influencer. What's her name? A shout out. I want to book this lady on the show. It's incredible. Listen to this woman. Her name's Tasha Kay. Talk about the real victim here, which is Nathan Wade's wife. Like, why doesn't anybody care about that black woman? Do you know what I mean? Like, Fannie Willis goes in and does this mewling, bitching, woe is me thing, using the pedestal of the church to try and clothe herself in sanctimony, yet nobody seems to care about the homewrecker. Like the, the the apparently it's been going on for like five years. Fannie Willis has been homewrecking and like ruining this woman's wife and marriage. And how do we know about all this? Because of a divorce filing brought about by this man's inability to say no to the big Fanny. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I give you uh, Tasha Kay and her takedown of this in a way that, like, in a way that I could never dream. I'm, I can only sit back and learn. Please, ladies and gentlemen, fill up your wine glasses and enjoy. What about Nathaniel's wife, Fanny? All that money you allocated tricking on a prosecutor tricked his wife out of $1,400 a month alimony payments and even took some of it back using the debit card out the same account that he put the money in from contracts he allegedly f***ed you for. Where's the justice for this black woman when she's saying, I've been married to his ass for 26 years, raised his children, and he's somewhere, he somehow found a way to get, a, to get around the law to only pay me $700 every two weeks, and then he splits that with me? This is the one you getting up on a church podium here to stand beside? What's the problem? Women find it men. Are you in church to my, when I found this black man, you didn't find him. He's fucking you. Full way up. That's just, that's just what it is. And you didn't think that they was going to find out. But I'm just like, where's the justice for this black woman over here that helped to build up the very man that you are enjoying right now for the small price of $630,000 every year? Of the state's money. Now, who paying that money? We have, we got questions. We got questions. <laughs> I love it. 
<laughs> yes. Go in. Go in, Tasha K. You're invited on our show anytime. Anytime. I'll get myself a wine glass. Who's talking about that black woman right there? Homewrecker Fanny. Coming in and destroying lives. And she's using state funding. We're all paying for it. Using state funding to do it. Ladies and gentlemen. It is time to expose these people. And I can't think of a better person than the president of Judicial Watch to drop some bombs on Big Fanny. Tom Fitton joins the program now. Tom, I apologize for all of those puns. Uh, I know you are a moral man and you are a decent man. I, I can't stop I that last guest you had. I I would I would never I would never ask you to spank Big Fanny live on the show. But I will ask you, is Big Fanny facing very hard time because of her misuse of the penal code? Uh literally, yes. <laughs> That's well well thought through answer there, Tom. Okay, so I want to start with this, and then I want to get to the Donald Trump appeals. Okay, so puns out of the way. Um, she's opening herself up to federal prosecution here by misusing federal funds and then by firing whistleblowers, which are federally protected. Am I wrong? Yeah, potentially, depending on what type of fraud is proved. Uh, you know, there's a whistleblower, there are allegations that need to be pursued, as Jim Jordan is saying. The problem is the Justice Department's also compromised since they have an interest in the political success of her prosecution and anything that undermines that they're going to be disinterested in. She should be subject to not only investigations related to this whistleblower complaint, but also her handling of the Trump prosecutions, which are obviously political and tyrannical from the get go. But, you know, we've seen this with other tyrants abroad. Usually there's a personal corruption angle to their big policy corruption, right? They putting their opponents in jail while also taking money on the side and becoming wealthy and using public monies for their own benefit while pretending, uh, you know, to, to be the voice of the people as they destroy their political enemies. And we see this playing out in Fulton County where Fannie Willis has turned this or raised the question about whether this already politicized prosecution and effort to jail Trump to help Joe Biden's election is also marred as if it could be further marred by uh, her her desire to use this money that was being spent on her power more uh, for the, to further her romantic interests. It's pretty sordid stuff. And I, I think it should result in the shutdown of the prosecution and cr criminal, ethical, and obviously judicial investigations of what Willis has been doing. In addition to her lawyer, I mean, I, I don't know if you saw what uh, the, the uh, immediate reply was to their filing on Friday, but their filing, according to those who know better <laughs> and can be relied upon, basically the lawyers blew the whistle on this to begin with, seems to be full of falsehoods and misleading statements. So are they lying to the court right now? It looks that way. I don't know how this prosecution could survive, but, you know, it's Trump. So all rules, you know, the rules don't apply as they would for others. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. So, I mean, 
have no idea what Fannie's been blowing, but the whistleblower has been blowing the whistle on Fannie's misuse of federal funds. Judicial Watch, as ever, is uh, out in front suing now Fannie Willis for the controversial hiring of the special prosecutor. Uh, can you talk me through that lawsuit and what do you expect to find? Well, uh, we expect to find the details of the hiring. Not only was there the hiring, but then she, he was rehired and rehired, re-upped each as, as the investigation went on. And it's funny, the day after we filed a lawsuit, they started releasing some of the documents mm. in that pleading <laughs> the other day where she they confessed to the illicit relationship. Uh, so we'll see what else happens. I mean, we asked for these documents. It's a straightforward request. The fact we haven't gotten anything yet and be given the runaround suggests they have something to hide. Uh, and you can bet that there will be additional lawsuits, not only by Judicial Watch, but I suspect others, to try to get to the truth of the matter here. Uh, Tom, you've been around the block on these cases since uh, the Clinton era and before, and and I, I guess I would want to lean on your expertise here. I see here on your tw uh, on your X timeline uh, multiple tweets about Fannie Willis handed lucrative contracts to her alleged lover, law partner. Uh, Fannie Willis' alleged lover played, paid for plane tickets in her name. Bank statements show along with cruise line. Is, is a carnival cruise ticket like normal legal practice? Uh, yeah, I'm not able... aware of where, uh, what election controversies could have been investigated on a carnival cruise line. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> does seem like there is quite a carnival. It, it does seem yeah, like this is and, 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 um, you know, so the question is, what is the court going to do? They they don't even want to have a hearing on this, right? So their response to these, in addition to confirming the core allegation that they had the affair, they then tell the judge, oh, you shouldn't have a hearing on this. <laughs> so they shouldn't be subject to cross-examination despite uh, putting forward an affidavit. By the way, Mr. Wade went under oath in this in this court pleading. Uh, he filed a, a declaration or affidavit, and he swore it didn't begin until uh, 2022. When in 2022, it's unclear. And there are questions that it began earlier, and it doesn't answer the question, well, it officially began in 2022. Was the hiring part of getting him to begin the personal relationship with her, the romantic relationship? Uh you know, I mean, he is shut charging her. He is shut it down. He is charging her uh, for twenty-four straight hours of work, straight through the night. Tom, but just, so, just so. think about this: you're you're hiring a prosecutor, right, to 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 do something in the public interest, and when you're being when the information's out there that you've been hired, you know, to advance a romantic relationship. It means the prosecution's tainted. So was all the prosecution of Trump, in addition to being political, just about keeping her, her boyfriend employed? Well, he has a great pedigree, you see, Tom. He's he's sued to get people's names changed. And he also went to small claims court once to get $11,000 back for some stolen speakers. So, I mean, this is like one of the... Nathan, wait, do, do not question his credentials, you see, Tom. It'd be racist for you to do that. And he doesn't want to be questioned about his credentials under oath. So yes. uh, that's, an, you know, this this is where they want to have their cake and eat it too. 
They want to play the race card, as she did outrageously, suggesting that criticism of this conduct is racist uh, and suggesting that the defendants are racist in her case, which also raises issues about interfering with the jury selection process and trying to uh, taint the jury pool. Uh, And uh, so they want to attack those who are raising questions, but don't want to have to answer any questions in court. It's... uh, it's the arrogance which uh, may be their undoing, but we'll see. So I want to know where it, the governor of Georgia is in all of this. Yeah, that's right. He's 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 found himself in Texas. Finally, found a line that he wishes to defend, but there are a lot of things happening in Georgia actually uh, that need his attention. So hopefully, Brian Kemp, who calls himself a Republican, can focus on his own state. Speaking of cleaning up in your own backyard, uh, Judicial Watch is based in Washington D.C. Moving up to Washington D.C., it seems like there are major collapses happening in these Trump cases in real time. Can you weigh in on what happened in the appeals court in D.C. today with Donald Trump and uh, presidential immunity? Well, the D.C. court has been compromised by anti-Trump animus, right? And uh, one of the way, and as a result of that, they're blowing up our constitutional system by undermining the president's uh, civil liberties, President Trump's civil liberties, and the structure of our government, meaning the privileges that uh, uh, attend to a president being president. And they want to charge President Trump with crimes that he committed, arguably, in the conduct of his office. And the argument that President Trump is making, well, that means no president is going to be able to operate independently, and they're going to be worried about being charged as soon as they leave office because the next president disagrees with their policy choices. Yes. And uh, so guess how that argument worked out for him with the anti-Trump courts? They said no. And today, again, they said no. Judge Chutkin had said, no, you can be prosecuted for Anything you did as a, as a president, uh, if if the DOJ wants to throw you in jail, it doesn't matter if you were doing it in the course of your duties and responsibilities as president. And the uh, left wing appellate uh, court upheld that decision. So the question is, is President Trump going to seek a full review of the appeals court uh, or will he go straight to the Supreme Court? I, I suspect he'll uh, see if, seek a full review. Uh, but it highlights that this this anti-Trump court uh, is now willing to set up rules thinking it will only apply to Trump. But under their theory of the case, we can prosecute Obama for Fast and Furious, for assassinating that U.S. citizen abroad, the terrorist Anwar al for targeting Trump, he can be prosecuted. So all bets are off in that regard. And if Trump, and as we say in this tweet here, if Trump can be prosecuted, it's not tr- so can Obama Obama must be prosecuted because if those are going to be the new rules, they need to be applied forthwith. What about a attorney general and let's say Midland Tech, you know, some some D.A. in Midland, Texas, bringing in his jurisdiction cases against Joe Biden and Secretary Mayorkas for 10 million charges of human smuggling, child smuggling seems to be something that is absolutely going to be happening uh, forthwith. Yes. And under that theory of the case, I don't think they have to wait for the president to leave office before they begin their prosecutions. Right. Let's go I mean, now. Be, yeah. Because to me, if you can be charged a day after you leave office for acts that you were engaged in in office, then what's the distinction in terms of waiting? Uh, so you're right. And certainly state attorney generals after Biden leaves office in the least can begin prosecutions 
for any alleged violations of state law. But, you know, this is the, you know, many ways I say that's what the left is wants to set up. The left wants to destroy the country, Benny, right? Mm. And so what better way to do that than to destroy our separation of powers in our constitutional system and to make any president worried about going to jail at any time? The mm. commies love that type of chaos. So we're complaining about what might happen. They see it as a feature to be embraced. And that is the feature, not the bug. They can then control a president through extrajudicial processes by saying, well, you wouldn't want to be prosecuted. You know, you shut down travel from terrorist hotbeds. You wouldn't want to be prosecuted for that, would you? Children in cages, you know, you wouldn't want to be charged with that, do you? You know, we'll, we'll of course, manufacture the story, wrap up smear, and then we'll make sure that you're prosecuted while in office. This actually seems like a great tactic um, if you really do hate the country. Yeah. And, you know, and by the way, this is the same court that the uh, Senate Biden border invasion bill wants to give exclusive jurisdiction in terms of handling any disputes about the invasion. Yes. So yes. this is this is what we can expect. Purely political decisions. And um, the court really up here in D.C., because it used to be a relatively respected court, has been, been completely ruined by its anti-Trump animus. And uh, it undermines not only our Constitution because of the attack on the executive branch and the president and his ability to do his job. But, you know, we want the courts to have some respect. They're part of the Constitution, too. And if they've just kind of thrown in their lot with the Democratic Party and partisans and ideologues and then they can't be trusted to to uh, to look at these cases in even a, a moderately uh, disinterested way. Uh, that's also damaging. So I want to get your handicap on the case before the Supreme Court when it comes to ripping Trump's name off the ballot. It obviously made a ton of news. Everyone loved to report it, uh, but that's like seems to be so blatantly. It, it seems like it could be a 9-0 decision. I don't know. What do you think? I would think it's going to be a majority in favor of President Trump. We filed Judicial Watch filed an amicus brief opposing this, you know, again, highlighting the absurdities that it will lead to. And I guess we should be admit, admitting again that maybe they want all of that craziness to happen where the whole elections, all of our elections are shut down. Because I tell you, Benny, as soon if the Supreme Court rules any way other than the way it should, which is to say that the 14th Amendment doesn't apply to the president. And uh, certainly no due process be given to the president to kind of just summarily throw him off the ballots and leave him otherwise on. If the rule is you could be thrown off the ballot by a state election official's interpretation of your eligibility being a, a presidential candidate, all bets are off. You can bet there will be many moves to take President Biden off the ballot, other candidates for office at the congressional level as well, every federal office holder is going to be subject to challenges based on their alleged involvement in insurrections because, you know, everyone says, well, insurrection means this. Well, that's in the eye of the beholder. You know, we say there was an insurrection in 2020, except it was in a half a dozen cities, a dozen cities throughout America trying to destroy the country in the summer of 2020. And the left pretends that it's insurrection to dispute Joe Biden's election under law. Well, you know, between that, <laughs> those arguments, all bets are off and everyone's going to be taken off the ballot. And you're going to have fight after fight on this. And 
you know, does that mean, um, what does that mean for the country? It means that we're destabilized again. We are being destabilized by this war against Trump. And it's not about, it, it is about Trump personally, uh, but, you know, we're, we're, we should be excited about it in a, in a negative way because it's, it's attacking the core structure of our, of our government, our constitutional republic. It relies on a kind of a structure and rules and law, and they think all bets are off and that a politics should take precedence over the rule of law. Which is always the goal of the Marxist. I think everybody, especially in our audience, has been calling this out. Judicial Watch has obviously been calling this out from a mile away, from a thousand yards away. Uh, final question for you, Tom. Are any of these trials going to happen before the election? Do you see that happening or do you think that they will be sort of stuck in the morass of the process and no one will, you know, Trump will not see really rulings before November 2020. I think at least one of the trials is going to happen in the least. Now they're hanging all their uh, they're hanging all their hopes on Alvin Bragg, the source back back prosecutor who's trying to jail Trump for uh, having a settlement agreement with a woman who was accusing him of something. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, so again, an unprecedented application of the law to try to get Trump and they're going to get a conviction, I think, before the election. And so whether it makes a difference or not, I don't know. So the Alvin Bragg case is the one you think is going to go forward. Yeah, they're just waiting in line. When one gets yeah. destroyed, another one pops up. And we're presuming this is the last indictment. There won't be any additional indictments. Mm. Uh, we're in a crisis, Benny. And, and um, what I'm frustrated about is that all of this is fully funded by Congress. Jack Smith is fully funded by Congress. There have been no restrictions or no pushback against New York and Atlanta of Fulton County for uh, uh, violating the civil rights of citizens in those jurisdictions. Full funding. They're getting all the grants. Congress has done nothing to react or to push back against this, specifically the Republican-controlled House. Incredible. So they fully watch. fund the border invasion. They're fully funding the effort to turn the country into a one-party state. And I'm tired of it. There are some good people up there, but they aren't showing the leadership necessary to save the republic. No, and we ne they never do, right? They always it's always Democrat light. I mean, it's like the House is actually the House is more like seven, like like Congress itself is is more like the splits are like twenty percent are actual Republicans, and the rest of them just kind of like go along to get along with like the the talking points that they've been given. And they like they they live action role play Republicans. But they aren't recognizes what's going on, Benny. He sees, oh, oh, I see what the Americans are doing. They're trying to put their opposition candidate in jail. They're trying to remove him from the ballot. I know what that's like. That's familiar to me. Very record like record show. New York District Attorney Alvin Bragg. This is from Judicial Watch. Paid nine hundred dollars an hour. Nine hundred dollars an hour. Incredible. By twenty percent of, of his donations came from Soros. Remarkable. Pretty good investment by Soros, huh? He gets to get Amazing. a president prosecuted. Amazing. Why don't we why don't we ever you know, we never play fourth fourth gen warfare like we never actually play 3D chess. Like it's 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 so checkers on our side. And they, they I, I, look if we play checkers, <laughs> I'd be happy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So exactly. you know, hopscotch, anything better than just running around chasing our tails. So final, so final move on the board here, Tom. Donald Trump 
wins in 2024. What happens to these charges? Can you game theory that for me, please? Um, he would direct, I would, if I were him, I would direct the Justice Department to shut them down, re, you know, pull back the charges. Uh, he may have to pardon himself. Uh, and certainly then he should be personally appointing special prosecutors uh, to investigate the uh, seditious insurrectionist activities uh, by those who tried to jail him. Because this is a rogue operation and uh, the obstruction of justice we've seen in the Justice Department uh, beginning in 2020 with the protection racket for Biden that continues to this day with the targeting of Trump uh, needs to be exposed by someone who isn't a DOJ guy, but someone who reports to the president of the United States. And he should assert his constitutional authority to enforce the rule of law in that regard. We need Trump special prosecutors, not DOJ special prosecutors. Yeah. The truth shall set you free, man. I mean, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. I think the country can handle it. I think the country can just handle like the 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 story of what happened here. We could handle the story of uh Russia Gate, right? Russia collusion. Like when that deteriorated and decayed and became such a farce, I think like people can handle it. I think we'll go through the same process. I think this yeah. is a brand I mean, new. We kind of already know what happened. It's just a matter of there going to be any consequences for it. Yes. And there were none, right, for Russia collusion. Yeah. That, and we know what's right. happening now, and we want consequences for the abuses. Yes. One of the only places on earth, ladies and gentlemen, that fights, like actually fights and fights in a strategic way. Uh, and, and it fights like a like a proper Irish brawler from the turn of the century is Judicial Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, please consider supporting them, their mission, subscribe to them and follow them on social media. And you will find yourself brought to a different future than you typically are uh, used to with the Republican Party, a future where we actually fight and win uh, a lot of the time. Uh, and at the very least, like know which battles to pick. And Tom Fitton, of course, is the president of Judicial Watch. And we thank him. Uh, for thank his you. work and for fighting, Tom. Godspeed. Thank you for the good word. Ladies and gentlemen, man, I just love, I love the bookers on this show. We got these great producers. We got ALX, you know, ALX, you know, Robbie, Robbie rolling up, learning the old ALX ways. It's like incredible. We call him ALX AI because he's able to like actually book guests like a week ahead of time. And he knows exactly like the John Tuffet's like the perfect, the perfect guy for this show. I'm not a, I, I don't consider myself a wise man, especially on legal issues. And so it's wonderful like hear from Tom, like about what's actually going on, right? Uh, ALX AI too, ALX is close to his, close to his final form. He tried on the Apple Vision Pro goggles. Uh, we'll get you that image in just a moment, ladies and gentlemen. I don't need Apple Vision Pro. I don't need uh, globalist goggles strapped to my face to tell me to eat the bugs and live in the pod. Ladies and gentlemen, I got all I need for my blackout coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, we got the blackout coffee right here. Okay, this is this is what ALX needs. This is what That's what ALX needs every single morning, okay? To get going. I got all I got, all I need right here. Blackout coffee gives me the energy, the caffeine, the motivation, and the capacity to fight the commies. And that's really what we all need, isn't it? And I know ALX is probably doing plenty of commie fighting in his Apple Vision Pro. 
But if you wish to get that sweet black juice pumped directly into your vein, have the energy to fight the communists with me, I encourage you to go to blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. Use the coupon code Benny to get 20% off your first order. Check out the gear section too while you're there. It's totally badass. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. Be awake. Not woke. Oh yeah, baby. Today, Mayorkas impeachment articles are headed to the floor vote for rules committee to advance. We will see if our treacherous and traitorous Republican majority, which actually is very interesting, it's changed like changed my thought process. There are 545 members of Congress. Check my math there. I think. And there was a uh, there was a tweet out as like actually seven. It's like 70 percent. We say that Republicans like own. Like we say that Repo- like that, that that the House and the Senate are split. Nope. It's more like 70% of those people are Democrats. Some of them just live action role play as Republicans. So we'll see, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see if they come through. Okay? We'll see. Here we go. House Rules Committee approved both articles of impeachment. Republican lawmakers filed against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, teeing up a historic House floor vote that could happen on Tuesday. So that's today. We'll see. The passage through the committee marked up the final hurdle House GOP had to clear and reach the vote. There are some people who are saying that they will vote no. They're obviously the cucks who are looking for CNN contracts. Marjorie Taylor Greene is the one who brought these articles. Ken Buck is the person who is saying, I am Ken Cuck, in fact, uh, and not Ken Buck. I've changed my name. Um, and Ken Buck will immediately uh, run down to Fulton County, Georgia, uh, to get on Big Fanny's team, ladies and gentlemen, after leaving the House. So we've already lost one vote. A Republican majority is so thin. We'll see what happens. But the impeachment of Secretary Mayorkas is at hand, and I suppose I'm super happy that this is happening. How do you even defend this guy? He should be charged with 10 million counts of human trafficking. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we shall effort for on our program. The only reason that we have a program is you. We care deeply about this audience. We love you, and we wish to have a further connection with you. Not Big Fanny style, okay? I'm talking Benny Brigade style. You should go to bennyjohnson.com backslash brigade. You should hop on there and you should join the Benny Brigade. For less than the cost of a Happy Meal from McDonald's and for much, much better for you, by the way, joining the Benny Brigade gets you exclusive access to our show, gets you the capacity to ask questions of our guests, interact directly with us, and most importantly, keeps us independent, free. One of the very few shows out there that's like actually independent and isn't owned by a corporate oligarchy that can tell us what to do or who to do if you're Fannie Willis. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Benny Brigade keychain is made right here in America. When you sign up for the Benny Brigade, we will ship you one, and it is so awesome, made out of sweet American leather made by veterans, and we employ veterans actually for, for this purpose, leathersmiths that awesome. We do our best to like actually keep America working. And so while you're there, you can also check out our new merch store, shop.bennyjohnson.com. Got some sweet swag there along with the, uh, my, my 
all-time favorite, the Tumbler with the uh, Salty Army tank on it with the, with the salt shaker in the front. <laughs> ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen. We are uplifted by the work that we are doing, uplifted by this audience. We wish to uplift you, of course, every single show. Some shows are pretty depressing. Yesterday's show, see how treacherous, how traitorous our, the Republicans are. I guess that bill's going down in flames now because of, because of you and me. And so there, there's something to hang your hat on, right? Ladies and gentlemen, continue marching forward. Learn from the scriptures about what it means to actually have a, uh, a heart that beats, that marches to a very different tune than this world wants you to march to. Romans 15, for whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we will have hope. Endurance, encouragement. Why do you endure? I mean, what like the pretext of this verse is like, you will suffer. The earth is suffering because we are living in a sunken place and a fallen place. So endurance means you must endure through suffering. You don't endure through, I don't know, massage or whatever. Like you endure through suffering. You don't endure through tiptoeing through the tootsies, toesies, posies. I don't really know flowers. Ladies and gentlemen, you endure through hard times. We are encouraged through the scriptures and we have hope. We march, ladies and gentlemen. We march onward, we fight, and it's your boy Benny fighting right alongside you. This is The Benny Show. See ya.